Blog Talk Radio. here. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, whoever you are. We love you like no other as God does. This is the Think Life Show 2 coming to you live with none other than the Professor Williams. And we have our hot spots of the show, our Minister Felicia Scott. I see you waving your hand and our oh so opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle. I see you waving your hand too. And here we go. Hey, ladies. Hey. How y'all doing? (laughs) Absolutely. It is a wonderful and glorious Sunday. It's different. Yeah, for sure. In this COVID moment uh, of truths and other sort. Here we are, all together. The song said, all together now. We are still moving, and uh, I used to hear a, a friend of mine, she used to say, her name was Miss Jolly, she was a counselor, rather, she used to say, I said, how you doing, Miss Jolly? She's a social worker. She used to say, um, wheeling and dealing, mostly wheeling. I was like, okay, here we are, wheeling and dealing, mostly dealing with COVID, right, and everything else that comes with the new lifestyle. Uh, listeners, listen, don't hesitate to Pass through tonight to the Think Life Show 2. Call in at 773-897-3981. We got a good one for you tonight. It is Black History Month. And actually, you know, our story is, you know, everybody's story. I have to say, for those who understand the the blackness, uh, the history of black people, um, the history of people of color, for that matter, the, uh, the history of indigenous people. Um, you know, we all come from different uh, backgrounds, from different walks of life and of the sort. Black history, you know, it's it's our story, it's his story, it's her story, um, and we strengthen one another through our stories. So tonight we, we're going to be looking, we look forward to, uh, not to say that we are, becoming weakened by anything. It's just sometimes you just need, you do need strength. Yes, you do. Let me just put it out there. Sometimes we do feel weak in certain certain instances, you know, particularly with this most challenging time that we're going through. It's something that has been uh, uh, for three years, going for three years now. Here we are, 2022. And um, it's not just COVID. The question tonight is, that's in the air, is, is the new COVID era affecting the future of black history? Will COVID change the representation of black history? I'm just saying. What do you say, listeners? Please call in. Chat with us about what matters. Chat with us about your story, uh, whoever you are. Again, uh, we're talking about changing history. We're talking about COVID, how COVID has changed history. Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? Right? So here we are at the Think Life Show, too. Ladies, what do you say? What do you say about that? Is, in this new lifestyle, is COVID, has it influenced 
the representation of black people and its history. All right. The ladies. That's a good question. Uh-huh. Um, because it's definitely Black History Month, and we all know that, you know, us as a people know how to creatively do things and invent things. And I think that some people have learned how to make better masks or use what they have and improve on it. So I think it has um, possibly, we may have some more designers out there making masks behind it who happen to be black. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Those are good thoughts. Those are absolutely good thoughts because now you're talking about changing. We've been talking about changing the trajectory of how we live, how we've been living before, during, and after COVID. Well, listen, no, I don't know when the after is going to happen. But anyway, here we are. Um, and things are changing. It's not just changing. We are living the change that we want to happen in the smallest way. It may not be like the, a huge impact, actually. I have to say sometimes those little things, those little mustard seed um, things that happen really bloom into a huge uh, event in our lives. So you're right. People are designing. They're redesigning street clothes, redesigning, uh, I call it COVID clothes, you know, um, antibacterial, putting in antibacterial um, factors into the clothes to keep keep you from getting your clothes get, from getting so germy. Um, the shoes are changing. Sneakers are changing. Um, people are wearing more sneaker socks. They are designing more uh, sneaker socks or, or whatever you call them. I call them sneaker socks because they look like socks with a, made onto a pair of sneakers. And mm-hmm. they're phenomenal. You can wash them. You can wipe them down and keep it moving. You know, you have clothes. People are, are changing textiles. They're putting the, the textiles, rather, that we, that we use to sit on, like the couch material, they're putting it in the clothing. They're designing it into the clothing. So it, you're absolutely right. It is changing, and COVID has really is changing the mindset. What you say, opulent one? Ooh, now, now you said in terms of changing the mindset. You know, I, I think we really didn't have a choice to try to change the mindset because things were happening so quickly. You know, with COVID. Um. But I know one thing for sure, and I've always said that we all have learned, and it's kind of piggyback off of what um, Felicia had said, we've learned how to do things better. We learned how to do things for the first time. We learned how to use whatever resources we had to, to make do. And I think that was a real real shock for maybe the younger generation or a certain, uh, I don't know how far back, but it was a bit of a shock to me. Um, I didn't know a lot of the things that, you know, our our grandparents and, um, you know, moms and everything had to do to make do with what they had. I remember mm-hmm. being, um, you know, in terms of in being a person of color, um, that there were certain things that weren't available for black folks, for black people. Um, and then I, I just remember her saying it this way. It wasn't available to us. And for one, you just didn't uh, see a black person buying that or they couldn't afford it. So you had to figure out what you needed to do to get certain things done or to have certain things. Um, 
so, you know, that was something that really stuck in my head a lot. Um, the difference between my generation and what we had available to us and what my mother didn't have available to her. Um, or my grandparents, the further back you went, you know, it got a little bit more complex. Um, telling us this is what you had to do to be able to do this. And I'm like, ah, why won't you just go, you know, being a younger person at the time when she said it, why won't you just go to the store and get go get it, you know, type thing. <laughs> I didn't understand. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. I didn't understand fully, if that makes sense to you. I didn't understand mm-hmm. what she was talking about. So I think COVID threw us into back into that, where whether you didn't understand or not or if you didn't go over in a certain era, you had to try to figure something out. You know, this is exactly. the first time a lot of resource, basic resources not being available to us. I had never seen in my time going to a store and seeing the shelves completely uh, uh, wiped out. Um, I'm yes. telling you, for this like toilet paper, you know, those essentials that we just, you know, just go to the store and get some. And people exactly. were even buying them. They were buying the napkins. And after a while, those were sold out. <laughs> yes, you know. because they were using it to. They were using it as material. As materials, you had. To, yes, yeah. Well, I think we all yeah. can agree. You know, wrapping up to all to agree. Where we have become great cooks or better cooks, we have tried to figure out. Uh, I, I remember seeing um, on YouTube the the viewer membership went up for how to make bread. <laughs> you know mm. how to make bread. Yeah, because we That's have bread. True. We're able to get bread. At one point, I know not not around you know my area. Um, I can't say for anybody else, but I think that's where where we are. You know, I think we learned yes, a lot. Yes. Think that we're still learning, and a lot of the practices and things that we learned, we learned a new scale. So that's never going to go away. I mean, that's the positive. And that's part. so good. And that's a oh, good yeah. thing because oh, yeah. we're talking about what you guys is what is being said to our creative self because we were always made. We, we, this is like uh, something built in, you know, to be creative, to do things differently um, in a different way. You may do, you may have that sameness in some areas, but it's a different technique. So we've learned so many different techniques in this new COVID lifestyle, and it's really challenging our brain, our mind, our lives, our hearts, and it's becoming strengthening if you, if you want to flip it. It may be ugly in some points, you know, because a lot of people have died. A lot of people have, uh, you know, quit their jobs. A lot of people have. However, and I said with the, you know, because you know how the media, they sensationalize everything. The people are quitting jobs. There's a lot of so much, uh, it was less people in the workplace. The um, people who who are still in the workplace transitioning from the, the live environment to home, you know, more workloads is on them and other sort. And at the same time, it's really like stimulating those uh, creative juices to work at a, at a time where you're like, wow, I didn't know I could do this. I didn't know I could do that. Um, and it's really strengthening other people because it's like faith in action in my mind. I'm not saying this is not, you know, that, that it's not important it's unimportant when somebody has like the, the workload of four or five people. Mm-mm. That's that's a, yeah. that's mental stress right there. 
what I'm saying is when those creative juices flow from one to another and they and people begin to collaborate and you begin to see things differently and you become the product that you want that you want the that you know that you needful and you are also satisfying that need and want listen that that's a motivator in itself because you know oh, at yeah. this point you know I just I, I got a scripture for that there is a scripture for that in Genesis chapter one twenty six. From the Message Bible, it says, you know, um, we are a reflection. As humans, our image, our reflection, our nature is of God. So he gave us the responsibility. I'm just paraphrasing. He gave us the responsibility to take dominion over everything, over the land, over the sea, over whatever it is. We have that, that thing. It's like we were born with it. We just have to go through different stages of development to for it to come out, to tap into it. You know, we have everything we need from within and without. So the scripture also says, yes, the earth itself and every animal that moves on the face of the earth is a reflection of God's nature. So once we get in touch with who we are in God, then we know. We know exactly who we are. We know exactly who God is and what needs to happen on this earth and how to take care of this earth. And this is what COVID did. It changed us to help us to, to learn to appreciate the earth and to do better. You know, with all that crazy global warming that we had going on, and it's still going on, however, different uh, governments are taking uh, a collective decision on it. They're making a collective decision on it worldwide, and that's a good thing. So it's a lot of bad happening. However, you need the bad with the good. Isn't that, isn't that right, ladies? Yes, Lord. <laughs> you you need the bad with the good because for some reason it brings balance. You don't need too much. Uh, I remember um, our minister Lisa said you don't want to stay in it too long because <laughs> if you do, you, you you're not coming out. You know you don't want to stay in a bad situation too long. Uh, first of all, you may not learn nothing from it, and you it may be detrimental to your mental health, your physical health. It could be extremely dangerous. So that's why you don't want to stay too long in a situation where there's no growth and no development. So, you know, COVID, I tell you, family, we have a long way to go. But thank God we made it to a new time, a new era, in a new space, a new spot in this COVID era, in this new COVID lifestyle. This is Black History Month, and we are, we are still making history. My story is your story, your story is our story, his story, right? And our future is reflective upon one another. You know, I, I used to hear people say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not my brother's keeper. Technically, in some way we are because we have, we are taking, we're collectively taking care of the earth. So we have to keep that up. And COVID certainly shared, um, certainly, uh, COVID certainly shared um, its perspective on it that, listen, you better stay clean, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you better stay clean. You better practice cleanliness, and cleanliness is next to godliness. And then, mm-hmm. and also, another little small reflection came to mind. Um, I think I shared the, this article with you ladies on the Tuskegee mm-hmm. history, um, and Tuskegee painful history shadows the the, this article is online. So, family, you guys can go online at TTKLS2 Facebook and download the article by Debbie Elliott. Um, this is from uh, February 16, 
2021. It's about the painful history of the vaccination of African Americans during the Tuskegee <laughs> era, and um, it, it's like a it's like the flip side of what's going on now. You know, it's the mandate is all over the place, and it, it's very technical and it's a very tedious thing, very technical thing. This mandate because there's so many different variables um, to it. However, this reflection um, is talking about a mistrust of the medical system that involves African Americans. And some gentlemen called the Tuskegee um, Air, I believe they were from, um, hold on, because let me get my history right, from Tuskegee, Alabama. And uh, it included a study on syphilis that left these men in Tuskegee, Alabama, suffering from the disease. Mm-hmm. Now, comparing this to the vaccination, how people of color, how black men, our black men were treated as far as the medical profession is concerned, compared to how uh, the mindset, as our opulent one said, compared to the mindset, because I'm looking at, we're looking at the mindset then and now. Because this study mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about now, the tragedy that happened to them compared to how people are treated now. We've got free shots. We've got people, incentives. People are paying, some companies are paying um, $100 for people to get the shot. Some people are uh, getting, um, I believe, um, I, they, they're getting sort of like employee incentives to take the shot. Um, there's so many different things. However, what is the in-between for people of color? Is there a difference made with black men? And this study, this article shows that they were human subjects designed to withhold medical treatment. That's the bottom line. And this was in the 1932 compared to 2022. That's what, 80 years ago? I'm a little bit mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Uh, over, actually over not, uh, about 90, about 90 years ago. So here we are in this mandate. And mm-hmm. is it safe to say are black people still being, is, is, are they being, is it different? The medical treatment, is it different for them? Is it better for them compared to 1932? And here we are, black history. Because a, a lot of, I haven't seen the studies on how many uh, black people have been affected by the mandate compared to, I'm talking about, you know, medical treatment. You know what? It, what? It, what is the studies are saying? What are they saying about our African American males, our African American people? Period. Is it better mm-hmm. or is it worse in this COVID I think, era? I think it's worse in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but I don't think mm. it's. I don't think really is is other than the stories that you hear of okay. a person of color not getting the treatment for other things, mm-hmm. um, like we have. A, we have an awful, um, I've heard too many stories about women of color going in for delivery or going and, and wow, having yes. a problem in way. Or you have them saying, yes. look, I'm hurting. You know, oh, you know, you're not hurting. That mm-hmm. attitude is still there. So I think in terms of, if, you, if you're speaking of the vaccine, you know, you, you just read about Tuskegee. That's the first thing that comes up. There is a distrust yes. and there's all Oh, a lot more written history for not only you know people people of color, black people, 
but people, minorities, period, being test subjects for different things yes. because we were always considered to be the lesser than. You know, experiment on them. You know, experiment on Africans, you know, um, with different, different uh, how it affects with different diseases and all type of stuff. So I think at a certain point, you know, if you do a test subject on an animal, which they try to avoid, I don't think they really get to see the real effects unless you maybe infect a human. And I think we're, we're really aware of that. Um, so couple that with all of the things that have been happening to, to black people over the years, you know, um, that had nothing to do with COVID. Um, we've always had injustice in the, in the judicial system. That still goes on. Um, a, 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 a person of color and a non-person of color, and let's add in if you are poor on top of that. You know, you're not getting the representation in, in you know, the judicial system. Your sentence may be half year for the same crime as a white person. We are, we are aware of that. There's a, just a long list of things that made a lot of folks really distrust um, this vaccine. And I really strongly believe that um, the first thing as far as COVID is concerned is, and I mentioned this on another show, <laughs> that we have not fully got all of the basic information um, to how to protect yourself. So how can you have a vaccine all of a sudden? You know, and this is the thought, I heard this from people as well, it's not only my thought. How can you suddenly have a vaccine when you can't tell us the basic things that we can do or how this thing is transmitted from one person to another? That hasn't mm-hmm. really been clear, but then you find a vaccine for it. So we, we're, I mean, from having conversations with folks and just hearing their reactions, they're very, very hesitant with taking anything into their body yeah. Yeah. from the government. And, and it's true. And also, you're also looking at, because we talked about this a long while back, um, right, too, Felicia, the subdivisions uh-huh. of um, of ages, you know what I mean? Because you've got, the, you've got the baby boomers, you've got the um, Generation X and, and, and Gen Jen, I believe it's you know you have these subdivisions of generations that all of a sudden everybody has to take it, but every you know the mindset as you just said too, um, Shannon, they're afraid. You have some who's afraid, and the group who has the tendency to be, it's no one particular group because it's not showing enough. Maybe because as you said, evidence and the effects of it. Because in this article, it also talks about seniors. Um, this person talked with relatives, uh, with friends, and elderly relatives who said they're afraid to take the vaccine. And uh, they started talking about the Tuskegee um, syphilis study, because that study um, was a study of untreated syphilis in the black male. And the public health system was servicing uh, somebody, the U.S. Public Health Service, working with Tuskegee Institute, recruited hundreds of rural black men. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't, because, well, there wasn't a lot of, um, I don't know, just rural. They just targeted. So we're always targeted 
always targeted. Um, and that's another thing that we're going to talk about in the coming weeks, something called redlining in the housing. We're going to talk about that, something called redlining. Uh, but because they were targeted from in the rural from the rural area, study offered free meals and checkups. You know, incentives. I'm just looking at that reflection. Incentives, free meals and checkups. And what are they offering now? Hundred dollars, like I said, um, free masks, also free COVID tests, free everything. Um, even McDonald's, I believe they was offering um, food and other sort. Um, I believe uh, Dunkin' Donuts, they were offering donuts, free donuts and stuff like that. So, so many different people were coming, you know, tapping into this. The thing is, is it offering any real medical solution for them to, and, and yeah. to be able to understand the purpose of the, the vaccine? So here at the study, I'm just looking at that reflection from 1932 until 2022. Not much of that reflection has changed because Black men, black women, black people as a whole should not be afraid to get medical treatment. There should always be a strong stance of encouragement and efficacy on treatment among our people. And this is why I believe their decision-making sometimes, it takes them a long time to make a decision because it may be there may not be enough evidence. You know, and not just support. It looks like we have a lot of support, but it's not enough evidence. Um, and they were just left untreated with syphilis. They had local um, leaders, church leaders, medical people, convince them to become involved with the study. Now Tuskegee yeah. is a city of 8,000 people or more. Um, it has been stored in the American uh, and African-American history home to the Tuskegee Airmen. Booker T. Washington and George Washington Carper were educators there as well. I mean, this is a monumental thing. Um, now, syphilis, we, anybody who knows uh, about syphilis and um, of the sort, well, we're talking about other diseases, uh, transmitted, sexually transmitted diseases, and there's another term for it, right, ladies? Maybe my, my, my term for it is a little antiquated. Sexually transmitted diseases. That's a little antiquated. I know there's a new one on it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the more up-to-date term. Um, Mm -hmm. So this study is a collect. Although it's a collective memory, it's still a reflection on the ops for our our people to open up and to to not be afraid of the doctor. um, For Mm -hmm. our children not to be afraid, so they won't be targeted because clearly sometimes you are. You could tell from the mannerisms, just like you said, opulent one, the way that Mm -hmm. you're treated at the doctors, like you're dismissed. It happened to me last month. um, And I was like, wow, I felt some kind of way the way the, um, the gastrologist was speaking to me. She was speaking to me as though I was (laughs) invisible and a number and asking me the same um, hit and miss questions that she had. All she had to do was tap, uh, on my record into the computer, just just go into the computer and look at everything. She kept asking me the same thing over and over again, and not yeah. it really inquired me. I was like, you know, should you be familiar? Shouldn't you have familiarized yourself with my case before you made me wait 30 long minutes to come inside? I'm inside, yeah. and you made me wait almost 30 minutes, should I say. You should familiarize mm-hmm. yourself. Make Make the participant feel, you understand, comfortable, clear the air. 
you know, sit and talk with them like a burger and fries chat, even though, you know, just be professional about it. Don't, don't make that individual feel dismissed. And it was sorry. And I was like, wow, I felt a little anxiety there. <laughs> I'm just oh, saying. And, and I was like, wow, this is still going on? I said, I can't even imagine how some, some, you know, some of our people feel, just period. And this is why you see people going to the doctor with their loved ones. You see people going in pairs to the doctor sometimes. You know, Felicia, you know how that go. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon, you know how that go. Looks like you have to go in pairs so that you can, you can actually get through the, the, the mental process. You can actually get through the spiritual process of what you actually need so that no games will be played. Not to say that everybody has uh, the mindset doctors are unprofessional. It's just something that it's, it's, it's in the air and it has to stop. It, it just has to stop. And every now and again you get some great doctors. You get some great medical people uh, on the medical team, and they know how to treat you because they know how to treat the situation. Therefore, you, you readily know they, they will know how to treat your condition and to alleviate it for that matter. So here we are, COVID, it it is true. So we're moving in a new means of history. We are changing history. And, um, you know, we want to encourage you listeners, it's okay not to be okay. You say this so often, I guess you guys are like, wow. Again, yes. It's okay not to be okay. However, our stories strengthen each other. And the pages, we're changing the pages of our story. We're changing the chapters of our story. And it's becoming more of our story collectively, even though we're doing things together but apart, it's becoming more of a collective thing. Um, even though we do have tragedies, um, so many people have not just passed on. They have left their loved ones. Now the loved ones are making changes. They're, they are making, they're writers. Uh, writers are becoming, I haven't seen so much more writers. I've seen so many writers. I've seen much more writers these days. What do you say, ladies? Yeah. Oh, I, I definitely have. Um, before we came, before I came on the show tonight, um, I went to the uh, Galaxy's IG page just to check connections and wound up meeting a phenomenal poet from India. And the way that he described his experiences in that poem, I'm telling you, it had emotion coming off as each word. You know, so wow. people are, you know, people are really, I'm finding that people are really are turning to um, journaling, um, trying to talk more. Um, I've even noticed that a lot of people are uh, seeking therapy more, you know, in some form, seeking therapy or being open that they are seeing yeah. therapy. Um, yeah. People are doing what they can. They're just doing what they can to just try to maintain. Um, and then, you know, making you know making it really known that it is okay to not be okay, as you mentioned, um, but you mm-hmm. need to, make, to try to, to fix what's going on or at least acknowledge it first. Acknowledge it first. Um, you can't it, you can't fix anything you're not fully acknowledging it's happening to you, you know, or it's not um, you know a normal practice and stuff for you, normal behavior or whatever it is. Um, so most definitely, most definitely, we we are just yeah. trying to some type of path. 
Yes. And I yes. Think normal. That 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 normal. What you say, Felicia? Normal. You know, because you know, I, I always talk about normal because I, I just believe we are so. What is the word, for, uh, Felicia? Peculiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love to hear. I love to hear you say that. We we are so peculiar that um, normalizing is just. I, I won't say it's beneath us. I have to say it's. We we're beyond normalization because if if we're so different and we have that we're such an intricate blueprint of God can you imagine um how how things should have could have would have did, that didn't happen is happening now this is how peculiar we are and that gentleman you said for um Shannon from India mm-hmm. his story can you imagine from India sharing a reflection from India that becomes our story. So this peculiar, yeah. peculiarity, Felicia, elaborate yeah. on that. And COVID and, and and black people, you know, because our lives matter. Black Black lives matter. We matter because this story is continu is on a continuous change. It is. What what do you say? You know uh, the influences, the representation. It has our rep- representation. Well, for, for Shannon, you said it changed. It is changing for the better. Um, yeah. Is what can we do? What else can we do? As representation, what else can we do to represent us? You know, people as a whole, black people as a whole. What else might we need to do? as far as representation. Well, Felicia, you go first. <laughs> I have my, um, representation, my um, it's kind of difficult. You don't want to incriminate yourself with certain situations, so you always need that person um, that's going to listen and advocate for you, especially when there's um, situations where your emotions may rise because the anxiety was triggered for different reasons. And with the with people who have the information regarding the Tuskegee project, a lot of anxiety has been heightened. Like, no, I'm not doing that and um because this is what happened and they didn't get the treatment and they're poisoning mm-hmm. us and things like that. So we have a history of mistrust, you know, as mentioned before, mm-hmm. and especially with black males, it's like, hey. And we mm-hmm. all know that the Tuskegee Project was a two-fold mm-hmm. situation because black men do not seek mental health um, resources from time to time. And we all know that mm-hmm. if, if syphilis is untreated, it affects the brain. Yes. People yes. can go blind and um, something goes on. They go blind, the cognition and memory lapses mm-hmm. and other things that go on because they're not treated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have, you, exactly. know, you know, you have that like they, they gave us this poison. We don't know what they're giving us. Um, they targeted low income uh, low income environments and neighborhoods and things like that to get them to to take the take the vaccine. Like yes. gift mm-hmm. card I heard like gift cards and 
other little incentives to take the vaccine in low-income neighborhoods. And I was like, I don't think so. It's like it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. This is not no disrespect to our lovely vice president, but the red yeah. flag will be was like, yo, why are you going in Southeast? This is the worst hospital in, sorry, it's out yeah. here, in, in Washington, D.C., Greater Southeast Hospital. That was the original name. Now it's called United Medical Center. And it has yeah. a terrible mm-hmm. history. Once they closed District uh, D.C. General, a lot of people were going over there. It's not one of the better hospitals in D.C. It's just not. Yeah. Wow. So, so yep. wow. like, you know, in different areas, even though um, things are getting better with different treatment because we have an influx of different people moving to different neighborhoods because of economic reasons, but... We always been like when it came to health care and uh, things, very especially black males, pretty much like no, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah. I think too. Yeah. Um, pardon, I'm sorry, Felicia. I think too. Uh, if, you go, if you go back to the Tuskegee experiment, you know, like you said, it it targeted different communities that were economically stressed. That's what I mm-hmm. like to say. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when, so, so when you are dealing with a group of, and you say, it's almost like throwing somebody a cracker when they're hungry. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to wow. give you this. Or, yeah. That is, yeah. So let me, so the mindset sometimes can be, you know, let me get down there and get this and I'm going to, you know, I'll do it as long as you give me what you promised to me. I think it's there too. So there's a lack of understanding, and I think it's very important with any medical treatment or any medical care, you must ask questions. And we have yes. uh, still have the library. We still have the Internet. We have um, information on the back of our prescriptions to tell us exactly what that is. Go and research yes. as much as you can, and you have to, exactly. you have to ask questions. Don't let anybody inject you with something that you don't have a, a clear understanding. And if they are the Absolutely. medical professional, they should be able to explain to you the function of the prescription that you're giving me or the medication that you're giving me. So there's a lot of different things. I just, you know, to go back a little bit, we must ask those questions. We don't ask enough questions, and we trust the medical professionals, you know, with us. They're not taking that medication. The mm-hmm. patient is mm-hmm. taking medication. So you you, right. you 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 have to ask. And you know, I'm I'm saying this too, not only with the vaccines. You know, um, you know, I I don't make this any you know secret. You know, I have taken medications for my psychiatric health, and I have had to get on some, get off of some. It made me feel this way. You know, I'm I'm right. to wean off. Yeah, to wean off. Mm-hmm. So, so one thing that we did advocate among you know the group that I was in: tell your doctor, no, let's try exactly. something else. You exactly. see what I'm saying? A substitute, an exactly. alternative. Yes, you have to know that, and and exactly. and do your due process. Do your due process, and never take anything that you haven't done your research research on prior to, whether even if it's already been prescribed, do your research on it, 
and do the studies on it as much as you can, and then as you go along, if it doesn't suit you, you just get off it, get an alternative. There are so many different supplements that can be that can replace these things too, and the doctors yes. are also supposed to teach you how to wean off of these medications of the sort. And this reflects right back to these gentlemen, uh, 632, uh, 623 men. Uh, it was said uh, in in this study in 1972, um, they weren't injected with syphilis. Um, but they had already been left untreated, even once penicillin was available. And it was said that they were told uh, that if they came to the office, not to treat them for syphilis. Can you imagine? It, the word was put out not to treat them for syphilis. They had the, the treatment. The treatment was available, but not to treat them for syphilis. And I just looked at that reflection compared to now, even mm-hmm. when um, – the, um, what is it, the, the kits, the COVID uh, test kits started coming out. Remember at the initial of COVID, the initial start, the, the, I remember seeing those test kits like $10, the COVID test kits, $10, $15, something like that. Now they're running, what, $100, some of them $50, $100, and up to $200, price gouging. I was like, wow, this just making it impossible so you know who that's, who's going to be affected by those prices that price gouging in the yeah. urban and certain parts of the rural areas. So I was like, wow, look at that. Just withholding treatment um, during COVID, withholding basic essentials, because it, one thing links to the other. However, here we are able to change it by, you know, knowing before you go, know before you go, know before you do, understand before you become involved in these things. So, um, you know, we thank God for the past. We we're sorry. We it's so God. It's mind-boggling how our people have had to come through these things. However, it's teaching us in the present. It's teaching us how to deal with the present, and how to deal with the future. Change it and just cut that off. Cut off that mindset. Cut off the deal with the government and every subdivision of it, um, because it can be dealt with. You just have to know how to push open the door, the window, whatever uh, entrance and exit that you need to take to handle, uh, to being treated rightly, to being treated, to being ethically treated, you know, because those were unethical practices and against their human needs. Do you understand? How, how can somebody to withhold food, water, drink, um, housing, uh, medical treatment, that, that, that can really cause other problems? So here we are still moving in this new COVID era, and we're still thankful that we're able to make changes um, to our story, to his story, um, in this black history moment, from moment to moment. I, just, I have to say, too, uh, ladies, that black history has been ongoing, not just the, February, the month of February. It's ongoing in my mind because we're always having had to make changes moment by moment just for the color of our skin. Uh, just for yeah. being even just being a black woman, a, a, a black man, uh, of, of of anything, uh, being indigenous, uh, people of color, it just just for that. However, the bottom line is we are still people. We are all people, and our stories matter. So, uh, 
we here we are. This is the Think Life Show 2, coming to you live with none other than the Professor Williams and with our hot spots of the show, our Minister Felicia Scott and our oh-so-opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle. And we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Welcome to the Think Life Show 2. I'm your host, Professor Williams, with our co-hosts, our Minister Felicia Scott, and our oh-so-opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle. Join us each week as we refresh, as we get to it, get through it, get with the things that we need to do in this post-COVID era. It's so much excitement going on. It's a lot going on, but it's okay. We will get through it. And listen, don't hesitate to pass through to the Think Life Show to we do live shows. Join us live each week. And also follow us and like us on Facebook at TT Careless 2 at Facebook. Follow us and like us at Check Your Mind at Instagram. Follow us and like us at Twitter at Prof TT Careless 2. Listen, whatever the situation is, you are going to make it. Don't hesitate. We love you like no other as God does. This is why we invite you to the Think Life Show too, to find more love that's for you, to find more healing, to find more truths, to find out more on how to help humankind. Humankind, we're suffering right now, but it's okay. We can get through this together. And while you're getting through it, while you're getting with it, getting to it, get join. Listen, go to Amazon.com and pick up this, a phenomenal book by our co-host, our Minister Felicia Scott. Pick up the LP Collection e-book. Ah, she's in the business of inspiring others to heal and build through art. We're talking about building your life. We're talking about healing your life and more. Whatever you need, you will get through it. You will succeed. And our also opulent Shannon Gray Chappelle, author, spoken word artist, ah, she always brings it. I'm telling you, she is also inspirational and healing to the people. She is she has the flow. You know, uh she flows with clarity and truths things that change your life. If you want to change your life, pass through to the Think Life Show too with none other than yours truly, the Professor Williams. And last but not least, also while you're at Amazon, uh, building your life with our Minister Felicia Scott's book, the LP Collection, don't hesitate to check out my ebook, God's Mind Over Our Matter. Check it out at Amazon.com by Professor P. Williams. P is in Peter. All right, we are back. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful time, a wonderful moment. We enjoy every moment from whatever time slot it is, whatever, whatever it is. We are just enjoying and just living the moment from day to day, hour to hour. This is the Think Life Show, too. And wherever you are, whoever you are, we love you like no other, as God does. 
share your stories with us at TTKLS2 at Facebook, at Check Your Mind at Instagram, at TTKLS2 at, uh, on Twitter, and also band.us, chat with Shannon and Prof as well. And also, don't hesitate to share your story. Share your burger and fries chat. And we're still in the COVID challenge. Our We're still challenging ourselves, uh, coping with COVID. And we've been using safe words on coping. And today's safe word is duck and dive. I'm just saying, what you say, ladies? What's your COVID word today? What's your safe word for COVID today? Mine is duck and dive. I like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, duck and duck. Do I, do I have one for today? No, they change. <laughs> oh, you know, what's your I, COVID word? Watch out. Watch, watch out. out. Okay. No. You hear that, listeners? Watch out. Duck and dive. Watch <laughs> That's what, what they go together. Watch yeah. out. Duck and dive. <laughs> That's a good one. What's your COVID word today, Felicia? I don't have one. I I look at it like people just like we all are contagious. And if you pay attention, like everybody, when everybody gets a chance, you know, go back over watching The Matrix. <laughs> one oh, yes, three. yes, absolutely. Also, You're right. And also contagion and looking to – just um, just look at a certain thing, like just look into the pandemic period and see the correlations between all of them. Like everything, every generation has different things, but I'm finding out that every, like most pandemics that were very similar to COVID, it was a lot of hand washing and mask wearing. Right. And flu and cold-like symptoms with a lot of these pandemics. Very interesting. So I think is I don't really have a word, but my thing is getting the mindset that everybody is contagious, and while you are vaccinated does not mean you go without a mask. Like we know everybody exactly. likes to take pictures. Like we love to take pictures. We love to take pictures. And but it's like your mouth is an aerosol, so it's semi. Your yes. mouth and because it's still semi permeable fluid transmitting through through the air through your mouth, you know, by your mm-hmm. mouth. And so, and your skin is your biggest organ, and your hands are the transmitters. Exactly. Wow. So yeah, your uh, hands it's safe to say today's COVID word. Another COVID word, contagious. Mm-hmm. Another COVID word, contagious and hygiene. Mm-hmm. Absolutely safe word. Safe to end the cocoa. Mm-hmm. Don't forget that one. <laughs> oh, wow. The cocoa. Oh, my goodness. And uh, maybe we want to add mandate to it. That's another yeah. one that people is causing. Um, an uproar, mandate, yes, um, and an escape. Yep, because of this mandate escape. is very crucial. They're using this mandate 
to basically um, they use it as a, a, for, for employment purposes as well to wean out who they yes. don't want, no longer went there. And I'm finding yeah. out that um, I, I will establishments can really do it. I mean, I think that the government can't, but at will establishments are really, really getting rid of a lot of people. And it's, it, it, you know, it, it's hurtful because it's hard out here. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes. And yes. it's like it really is. Oh, I have to get this I have to get this vaccine that I don't know what's in it. I feel like it's compromising my rights, but by the same token, I may have mouth to feed. So it's it's a lot and it's stressful for a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a catch twenty two. It's a catch twenty two in so many ways. Um because I was wondering, okay, if people are quitting and some aren't able, and then if they have, and it depends on the family composition as well, I was like, wow, what, what's the alternatives? What are the alternatives for them? And this is why listeners um, don't feel, you know, don't feel any way about it. Share your stories with us because people need to hear uh, it's just it's not about you know your dilemma only it's about how you're able to cope there's something that can reflect that somebody can reflect on and say hey I'm going through the same thing what did you do about it I've been through the mm-hmm. same yeah. thing this is what I did about it and when these solutions come together these they it becomes a resolution and because it's too hard as our minister Felicia said to do it it's so challenging, and it's too much to do it alone. To tell mm-hmm. you the truth, humans were not fitted to do stuff alone in every instance. We we need somebody. We need a support system with a systematic approach, but we need people. So our story is your story. Your story is our story. His story, her story. So please share it with yeah. us. Uh, we're gonna we, we're gonna have another segment to this particular show tonight. Because it is Black History, so this will be uh, an upcoming segment on next week. And we we want to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you and how you are coping in this new COVID and what's influencing and and is it influencing influential in the representation of Black people in your lives. You don't have to be necessarily a Black person either to call in. I'm just saying we want to hear from everybody. Yeah. Because you could have family members, you could have neighbors, you could have friends. Uh, you're talking about your local merchants, you understand, maybe your, your business team. You understand, you don't have to be a black person to come to, to, to talk about stuff, to share your story. We're talking about people and the needs that people have, right? Because we are a reflection of one another. And as the scripture was shared earlier, we have the ability, we are responsible for this earth. And we are responsible with one another and our future and present. Right? All right. So our Minister Felicia Scott, take us out in prayer as we continue this history moment. Father God, we just thank you again for fellowship. Father God, we just thank you for what's going on in the earth, Father God. It's easy for us to be ungrateful what's going on with Father God, but this has helped us to get closer to you, to deal better with hygiene, to deal better with communication. 
creativity, fortitude, and just being who we are to each other, strengthening relationships with family, friends, and even our foes, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for the wisdom that you have downloaded to each and every one of us on this line, Father God. We just thank you, and we praise you, and we honor you. And we just want everybody in the earth to know that while we all are contagious and while we all may be different, we all are alike, and we are in this to get to it and to go through it and move forward. The whole thing is we have to move forward in this thing called life. And we ask these things in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Listen, family. You heard it tonight. We are moving forward, and we love you like no other two frenemies or frenemies, enemies, foes, whatever you call yourself. We love you, and we believe in change, and we believe in love. And he said to love your enemies. This is what was written, and it's not just written. It works. Love your Mm -hmm. enemies, right? (laughs) Yes. And uh, you don't need to count them because there's plenty of them. It's okay. Uh, however, love heals all things. Love changes all things. Understanding changes all things. Insight changes all things. Patience, I'm finding that patience, I tell you, it is a virtue. Mm-hmm. It is among one of the most important things, and it helps to engage conversation. You know, listening to one another helps to engage conversation and change the things in our lives that need changing. And this is why we have our burger and fries chat as we, we change as we go along, right? Sometimes it doesn't happen all at once. We change as we go along. However, we are very grateful for change. We're very grateful to be able to do it together, sometimes apart. It's okay. We're thankful. And we acknowledge that change is happening and more of a change is coming. As our um, President uh, Barack Obama used to say, a change has come. I believe there's a song said a change has come. A change is going to come. And we can safely say a change has come. And we're rocking and rolling, wheeling and dealing in that. This is the Think Life Show 2 coming to you live with none other than the Professor Williams and our Minister Felicia Scott and our also opulent Shannon Grace Chappelle asking you to stay tuned till next time, next week. We will continue your story, our story, in the history of black history, and we will move forward like no other. See you then.